the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Can Care Clinic. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour. Only on AM860, The Answer. Grab an umbrella on the way out this afternoon. Sun and clouds with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Mainly later in the day, humid high 87. Mainly clear, stargazing night, low 74. Times of clouds and sunshine tomorrow, the high up to 90. Tuesday looks mostly sunny, high 90 as well. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Ruth O'Brien for AM860, The Answer. Go to AccuWeather.com for more. An encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD. I got Ken by my side, and we are doing our radio show. How about that, guys? Morning, Doc. Morning, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A little tired. I was in Orlando last night. Oh, how was that? Well, it was pretty good. We were at the um, Florida Association of Broadcasters Awards Ceremony. The station picked up some hardware last night. Uh, Roger P. Schulman won an anchor award, and we won an award for Recording in progress. And we also won an award for um, the um, Ian Weather coverage that we had. Oh, really? Yeah. So That's great. Congratulations to everybody who was involved in all that. So Roger's happy? Roger had a big smile on his face last night, so yes, he was. Did he remember where he was at? <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> We love him. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Roger. No, Roger's brain's good. He's actually doing pretty good. Roger, for those of you who don't know, he's uh, he's the old man newscaster of the state. I guess he's been doing it longer than anybody. About 40 years, yeah. So he's news director here, and he picked up some words yeah. last night. He's he's a smart guy, and he, uh, he actually calls me every now and then and asks me for advice or asked me to come on the show and, and do a little, you know, a little blurb. Oh, certainly. Yeah, when something happens medically, you're the first name that comes up. Well, thank God for that. Finally, somebody recognized. <laughs> so uh, here's the thing. I, I was reading uh, up on Parkinson's disease, and apparently there is now a new test out. Uh, it's not cheap. It's $1,500, and it requires a spinal tap. You know what that is? They stick a needle in your spine, isn't it? Yeah, you go between the vertebrae and you go into the fluid-filled uh, sac around the, the spinal column. Uh, you get down low enough to where, when you get down right below the chest in the spinal column, the uh, the uh, cord actually starts splitting into individual uh, nerve roots. And we call it the cauda equina, which means the horse's tail, because it looks like a tail of a horse fanning out. And so we um, we go below that, and that way if you bump a nerve, you just push it over with your needle. At any rate, you get a little bit of this fluid, and you send it into this company out in California, and they can do some testing, and they can see protein markers in there and make a diagnosis about 85 to 90% accurate of uh, Parkinson's disease. Not bad. So this is the first uh, that I know of real 
live, uh, it works diagnostic test for Parkinson's disease. And Parkinson's disease, uh, as you know, Ken, is a neurologic problem. And I'll give you a little bit of the background on that here. Let me see if I can find it in my little list of stuff. This is this is uh, what afflicts um, Michael J. Fox, I think, and several other folks. Yeah, Michael J. Fox uh, had this, and uh, we also have other famous people that have been Parkinsonian. My father was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Now, there is a 15% genetic uh, group, and this is, uh, of course, uh, for me, that it's of concern. And I don't know that there is a genetic test out yet because there's multiple loci gene lo locuses or locations in the, in the genetic material, and I don't know if they have a test that will check for all of that. Uh, Parkinson's uh, does have some some uh, histologic hallmarks so you can if you let somebody biopsy your brain if you don't mind that <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm using it after i'm done with it you can do whatever you want yeah well, at any rate the uh there's the nerve cells in the substantia nigra which is the part of the brain that has to do with the uh, motor movement and it also coordinates other things um it smooths out our motor movements. This is the area that is affected the most, and we see what are called Lewy bodies. And there's also a thing called Lewy body dementia, which is a cousin of Parkinson's disease. And there are little inclusions in the nerve cells, abnormal inclusions that stain and show up. And uh, this is a this is pathognomonic of of these two diseases. So just like with uh, Alzheimer's, there's the neurofibrillary tangles, which are um, protein tangles inside of some of the nerve cells. This is diagnostic, but of course, most people are not really keen on having a biopsy of their brain. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. What kind of treatment is there for this these days? Well, we, we have the old uh, Cinemet, uh, which is the uh, methyl dopa and... Uh, because these are dopamine receptors, these cells that die, we use medications that will stimulate or uh, act as uh, stimulants to these nerve cells that are still alive. And, and you can goose them to make them release more dopamine, uh, or you can do different things. So we have medications out there, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But first, we need to talk about some of the signs and symptoms, because, of course, people want to know, as, as grandpa's, he got... Parkinson's disease, or is he just drunk again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I mean, if he's drunk, you can take the liquor away and he might get better. But so, tremors, and it can start off on one side and work its way across. Uh, you lose dexterity. Uh, you're, you, you don't swing your arms as much. You start getting stiff. Your voice gets soft. Uh, facial expressions uh, decrease. And we, it's uh, what we call the Parkinsonian mask. And uh, before President Biden got in office and they adjusted his medicines, if you saw him on the on the campaign trail, what little you did, he never had any facial expressions and his arms didn't swing and he had the tremor. And uh, so but they've done a lot. They've done really a lot of a good job with him in terms of medicating him and and uh, using medications to keep him awake during the day and all that. They do. I mean, that's, really? You think? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you in a minute. So you can also have a decreased sense of smell. So it might not be COVID. It might be Parkinson's. 
and uh, you can have constipation, uh, sympathetic dysfunction, sweating, uh, seborrheic dermatitis, which is kind of a greasy, uh, lumpy dermatitis that old farts get like me, a general feeling of weakness, uh, depression, or anhedonia, which is a big word that means no love of life, you lose interest in life. And of course, it can start affecting your thinking, and you can get demented with this. So uh, it starts over time, and we see all kinds of different things. The tremor is probably the big thing that everybody is is aware of. You know that three to five per second pill rolling tremor. You'll see people have it in their hands. Um, I don't think Roger P has it yet, so we're in good shape. No, he's fine, as far as I can tell. Yeah, he looks fine neurologically. He still has a pretty good spring in his step. Yeah, he does. So. And then you can get the Parkinsonian shuffle where you where you take these little short steps and you get going and you can't stop. So it's a, it's a, 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 an odd gait, you know, and it's pretty, pretty typical of the Parkinsonians laid on. And, you know, you can get this syndrome from uh, old time antipsychotic medications too. certain psychiatric medications cause this over a long period of time. It seems to affect some folks younger, like the Michael J. Fox seemed to be pretty young to be struck with Parkinson's. It just uh, surprised me. Well, there are some environmental factors. And, of course, we had the uh, the synthetic narcotic back in the, in the 80s that people took and uh, uh, that, that wiped out their whole substantia Niagara, and then they were Parkinsonian. I think they made a movie about it. And uh, who was it? It was uh, – who's that comedian that – killed himself the crazy Robin Williams he talking about yeah, Robin? I think yeah he was in that and uh, somebody figured out to give uh, dopamine stimulation and 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 that brought him back awake at least for a while but so we don't know what what all risk factors there are and but we do know some we know some environmental factors like uh, paraquat uh, which is uh, the, the herbicide and uh, it's by the way it's not in agent orange but course the vets are yelling and screaming that their parkinson's disease is from agent orange and their prostate cancer and their lung disease and everything else you, you know, i don't blame them see what money you can shake out of the government hell they're not gonna they're just gonna take it anyway so I, was, well, Peri- I remember paraquat from like the 80s or something there mexican marijuana covered with paraquat or something like that yep and uh there's other environmental factors uh, surprisingly, heavy metals, Ken, and you know which heavy metal is the number one offender? Lead. Iron. Iron. Yeah, and so is, and this is a disease primarily of guys, and so there's probably a relationship between uh, guys who take iron supplements over a long period of time. And, you know, you and I do not need iron unless we've had an acute bleed and we're low on, on iron because of our hemoglobin having lost you know, blood and hemoglobin is, is where the iron is. So so that's something that we have to be careful of. And that's why I always tell my patients, my male patients, if you're going to take vitamins, get the male, the, the men's senior vitamins or the men's vitamins because it doesn't have iron in it. You don't need iron. Iron is a heavy metal. Iron is toxic in, in large quantities. And as I've said before, the body uh, spends, exerts an, an awful lot of time and energy binding up iron, hanging on to iron, tracking it and... Uh, they even have specialized cells in the liver and the spleen that will look down at the red blood cells as they come by. And if any of them are deformed or looking old and cranky, they grab them 
and eat them and uh, recirculate the iron they handed off to um, other protein carriers and other cells so that it's recycled very safely by the body. But if you overwhelm your system with iron, it's going to be deposited in different organs, including your brain, and that's not a good place to have it. Uh, could diet have uh, too much meat? Could that be a problem as well? Should guys cut back on meat? You know, I I don't know if there's a relationship between meat and and, uh, iron overload. I haven't heard that. Uh, It may be, but I've never heard that. And uh, as you know, I'm a vegetarian, not because I'm I'm, uh, religious or spiritual or whatever you want to say, and not because it's for any dietary reason. I just do it as a self-denial thing, make sure that I understand that um, I can still control some of my bodily functions. The bowels and bladder may be gone, but I can control what comes in anyway. <laughs> so some of the drugs you were asking about is like the cinnamon is levodopa, carbidopa, and the carbidopa keeps the levodopa from being broken down in the periphery of the body before it gets to the brain. Then we can use some monoamine oxidase B inhibitors. Uh, we've got other dopamine uh, agonists like ropinerol and Premexol, and uh, we can use anticholinergic. Uh, they're in the these are in the antihistamine family, like benztropine and trihex trihexphenidyl. And then for the symptoms, uh, we can use things like polyethylene glycol. You know the, that stuff you can get over the counter and make you poop. I think it's a, it's a, just a bulk agent. It, it's a powder form, and it just sucks water into your large bowel. And uh, sildenafil, which is Viagra for sexual dysfunction in the guys. And then modafinil for excess of daytime somnolence, which is what the president is on. And uh, also you can use methylphenidate, which is a mild form of speed for the fatigue aspect of it. Uh, Now, there's some surgical procedures. I don't know how successful they are. And, but they can implant a stimulator into your uh, substantia nigra in your brain. And uh, that does seem to help in some people, uh, but there's no destruction of brain tissue, and you can always take that thing out. <clears throat> Michael J. Fox was pushing uh, stem cell research back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. Um, I'll take your word for it. Well, you know, stem cell research uh, started back in the in the 20th century, and stem cells are the primitive cells that uh, come out of the uh, umbilical cord or uh, out of aborted fetuses. They were using that, and there was a big stink over that. I think, I can't remember if it was Reagan or uh, Bush one outlawed that, the use of stem cells from aborted fetuses. <clears throat> and at that time, I said, well, it's probably not, not going to make a lot of difference in the long run because we'll be able to grow these cells and manipulate them genetically, which, which is what we're able to do now. Uh, so, But uh, Michael J. Fox was big on that, and he was pushing for use of stem cells from aborted fetuses, and, uh, and uh, I don't think he got anywhere with that. And I don't think that actually made any difference anyway, Ken. I, I think they tried that in a few people, and it really didn't do much. So I think AI will be more of a development than anything else. Just about any disease in the future. It's all going to be done on computer. I'm almost certain. Well, the computers will certainly direct us, but at this point, AI is uh, a reflection of us. 
So basically, it's just mirroring back whatever we put in it and tell it to do. Excuse me one second, Ken. Just like any good computer does. That's what they do. They just, uh, you know, garbage in, garbage out is the whole. <laughs> if you, if you, if the human is going to mess up the computer if anybody is, you know, if anything is. Well, at some point, <clears throat> we'll figure out algorithms where they're more sentient-like than we think. Excuse me. Well, they'll second. be able to learn, and uh, that's the key. When they can, uh, that well, that's also the fear too. Because I mean, who knows how much they'll learn before you know it? Won't be able to turn them off anymore. Well, it depends. I mean, you've got to consider that they need some electricity or some some source of energy to function. Everybody needs electrons. Humans, machines, computers, electrons make us go. Someday, I wouldn't put it back by them, so they'll, they'll figure out a way to save themselves. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that that may come to pass, but uh, that, that's pretty far off still. And uh, I've been watching too much science fiction, I guess. Well, it, it, the thing is, is uh, in order to be sentient, they're going to have to form millions and millions of new neuroreceptors in order to, to be at our level. I mean, we, we can't process as fast as a computer can, but but we have a much more complex and, and uh, much broader ability to uh, both synthesize and uh, deduce um, thoughts and uh, to discover things. So the computers will help us discover things, but probably the, the big thing will be when we actually marry the computers and then then we'll have a you know an interface between uh, their abilities to quickly process data and our ability to structure it in a way that makes makes some logical sense. So I look forward to that. You know, I think we're a few centuries away from that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's moving fast. Yeah, it's moving fast. I mean, we're already putting neurostimulators in people, and even though that's very primitive because it's just electrical stimulation. It's certainly a first step, and who would have thought 100 years, 150 years ago that you could uh, drop into the hospital on May 16th, which is the day I'm getting my knee replaced, uh, have a new knee put in, and get out, go home. That's true, yeah. I mean, who would have thought it? And uh, not only is it uh, an artificial knee, but it's made out of materials that, that weren't even known 150 years ago. You know, titanium, uh, they were known, but they weren't used, to, you know, they weren't being processed or utilized. I mean, you got to remember, uh, aluminum was only uh, discovered to be a utilizable metal uh, around the time of the Civil War. And that stuff sold for more than gold initially. Did you know that? <laughs> aluminum, really? Aluminum, yeah. Well, it's all commodities, commodities, you know. Yep. Less there is, the higher the price. So at any rate, there, there's this assay now, and uh, I ordered two kits. It's fifteen hundred bucks cash, no no insurance coverage yet, and it's called the Alpha Sin SAA test, and uh, it'll require that you go across the street to the hospital, and uh, the interventional radiologist can get a little fluid out of your back, and then you got to lay around for several hours, and then you get up and go home. So that does exist. Uh, if you're interested, seven two seven three eight four six four one one. Seven two seven three eight four six four one one, and uh, we'll see where that goes. What are uh, the first? What are the very first symptoms? Usually, is it the shaking? Usually, it's the tremor that we see. Uh, the tremor seems to be the 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 
the Herald, uh, but, you know, people start having some dexterity problems. And interestingly, we've seen a few people come in and they've lost their sense of smell. Hmm. And uh, that was a COVID thing, too, though. Yeah, but that usually comes back after COVID. Oh, true. All right. Well, get the test if you think you need it. Hey, there's a new COVID strain out now. Oh, good. We haven't had one of these for a while. But what's the, what have we got now? Um, well, I, I forget the name of it. I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But I'll, since you brought it up and just wrecked my whole show by going. I'm sorry, oh. took you off subject. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it apparently is uh, just as infectious as the Omicron. It's an Omicron uh, subvariant. And uh, I'm guessing that the uh, Paxlovid will treat it and the immunizations will will cut down on the on the uh, severity of, of it if you get it at all. All right, so no change really. But it, yeah, it's I guess it's sweeping through India right now, and uh, there's maybe six to ten percent of the cases that are now uh, this new variant of the Omicron that are popping up. We'll talk about that a little bit more, and uh, but you know I was looking at uh, what's going on in Europe, and you know Norway expelled fifteen Russian diplomats, accused them of espionage. Well, good for them. And, uh, you know, the Norwegians, they're pretty, uh, well, they got Viking blood in them, but, you know, so they're, they can be a little feisty, I would guess, but, <laughs> you know, they're, they're much more proactive than a lot of the rest of the European countries in terms of standing up to the Russians and, uh, siding with us on a number of items, including the Chinese, you know, the French uh, are not happy and they don't want to be part of the anti-China block, but uh, several of the European countries do. And you know who don't want to be involved and they want to stay friendly with Russia and China is Hungary, the Hungarians. What the, really? Yeah. They were formerly a member of the uh, Soviet Union, were they not? They were part of the Eastern Bloc. That's yeah. what I thought, yeah. So I think they'd uh, remember those days. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you I, would think you'd I, want to stay away from it after you've experienced no, we, uh, my daughter and I, we were in uh, uh, Czechoslovakia, Prague, when uh, the Czechs and the Slovaks split. They had a peaceful split in '94, and we were there on New Year's Eve of '94, uh, and uh, that was a few years after the wall came down, and, and everybody skedaddled from the Soviet bloc, and all my friends that are raised over there, you know, Bulgaria, Romania. Uh, Hungary and all that. Um, they all, they just, they don't care for the Russians and they hate socialism. They say it's a horrible system and they don't understand why we're going down that path. But I guess the, the, uh, the Europeans, they didn't like Trump. And, you know, of course they, they just saw what, what the press put together and, and manufactured and not actually what Trump said and did. And, uh, so I think that Biden is more popular with them now. They seem to like the Democrats more than the Republicans anyway. But, uh, <laughs> of course, when we go to war, then they want the Republicans and, you know, yeah. go bail them out. Now, you know, I, I don't know how to reconcile that. And there's a there was a Pew Research study that came out uh, last fall, Ken, that uh, spoke with young people between 18 and 25 or 30 and – Great Britain, France, and Germany, 
and there was an overwhelming majority that uh, uh, had a negative impression of the United States and said that we were the policemen of the world and blah, 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 blah. And of course, you can say that when you don't need a cop, but when you need a cop, you know, then you're, you're where were you? Yeah, the, the first call is to Washington, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, and I guess because we came late to a couple of the tea parties, they, they're a little leery, but you know what, better late than never. Yeah. I mean, we showed up World War One in in, in uh, 1917, and our our efforts actually pushed Germany into uh, uh, a famine and pushed them into a bad recession, and made them give up. You know, they realized that they just could not uh, take on all of Europe and the United States too. And then it happened again in World War Two. So pretty much same scenario. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that we would have gone into World War II earlier if it had not been for World War I because there was so much anti-war sentiment in the country after World War I. As you know, we're such weenies. And these guys came back with no nose or no arm or whatever, and everybody's like, oh, that's so horrible. Well, you know, it's it's not pretty, but it's just part of life. And uh, so there was a big anti-war pacifist movement. And, of course, there's always been that we shouldn't get involved in the European affairs uh, sentiment in the United States. And we still hear hearing that being debated in Congress. Well, you Jefferson know. believed that, didn't he? Uh, no, Jefferson wanted to intervene in, in the, uh, in the uh, French Revolution and the war between France and, and Napoleon and Great Britain before Napoleon actually took over. He wanted us to go in and, and, and fight the English, the British, on the side of the French. Well, we ended up, because we had the Federalists and not the Democratic Republicans, Jefferson was a Democratic Republican, and the Federalists were uh, Washington and Adams and Hamilton and that gang, Knox, and the, the, a lot of the founding fathers other than uh, Thomas Jefferson. And uh, so we said, no, we're not doing it. And, you know, Washington's like, and, and Adams are saying, look, we, we can't do this. First of all, we're not a big enough country yet to get involved. And we don't want to alienate the British because in the long run, that's who's going to be our friend. And that's who we're going to do business and with and trade with. And, you know, just because we had a family feud doesn't mean that we will forever not speak to or be uh, aligned with the, the British, and we still are aligned with them. You know, you had a family feud. Okay, it's over. But the French, even though they helped us, and by the way, the only reason they helped us in the Revolutionary Wars, so they could tweak the nose of the British. You know, <laughs> they, they, they were not sure that we were going to make it, but they figured, well, if we can break this one away, maybe that'll slow the uh, British Empire down. Actually, it, it just made... Uh, Great Britain and her children stronger, but they couldn't see that. Any rate, so Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, uh, he he predicted that the French Revolution, which had uh, deteriorated into anarchy, uh, would end up in a new Caesar and a new dictatorship. And of course, Napoleon was that. He came along and he uh, he became the dictator. And he was in from what eighteen hundred eighteen fifteen when they finally. Locked him up on some island in the. What about uh, Elba, didn't they? Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was, and Elba, and I, I think then they poisoned him. I think. The, <laughs> 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 Your Highness, have some tea. <laughs> sure, is bitter tea. Well, it's got an herb in it that you'll like. It's called lead. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, um, 
one of the great things that Adams did, and he he's really an under underpraised president, is he kept us out of the war in Europe in the seven, late 1790s. We had some conflict in the Caribbean. It was called the Quasar War when we had some uh, naval skirmishes with the uh, French fleet, and they were trying to stop our ships because we were still trading with Great Britain, and they didn't want us trading with Great Britain. And of course, the British didn't want us trading with France either. So they were fighting over us. <laughs> I feel so wanted, yes. So at any rate, the, the young people in, in Europe apparently are, are critical of us, and they think that uh, we're overly... Uh, militaristic and all of that. That ebbs and tides. I mean, they, they they used to love Kennedy. They loved Reagan. You know, they come and go. Oh, they love Kennedy. I mean, you know, Canada, I think they would have uh, actually voted for Kennedy if they could have voted <laughs> in Canada. And they're like, oh, he's wonderful. I'm like, what are you talking about? This guy prolonged the Cold War by 30, 20, 30 years. He backed down from Khrushchev. I mean, he was uh, he he didn't follow through on his promise to the uh, to the Cuban uh, uh, dissidents, and uh, I mean, he did a lot of he did good things, but he did a lot of bad things too. You know, he really hurt our foreign policy, for you know, damaged it for years. And people say, "Oh, come on, the Cold War wasn't that bad." I say, and I say to you, uh, folks, if you lived during that era and you were a little boy and you went outside and looked up in the sky to see if Russian bombers were going to come and drop nuclears on you. You know, you, you'd have a different view of it, but... Uh, That's true. You, when you're hiding under your desk in school. Yeah, when we had air raid and uh, nuclear bomb drills, you know, like get down on the floor and you can cook there instead of in your <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what are you going to do, Ken? People I think don't... what we should do is ask a trivia question. I think we should, too, and then we can take a break. Absolutely. So today's question is... And, of course, it always deals with something that we talked about in the first half of the show. So if you were listening, you know the answer. And the first answer, first correct answer at 877-969-8600 will win two. Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. That number again, 877-969-8600. And today's question is, what is the cost? What is the cost if you want one of those new uh, uh, tests for um, Parkinson's disease? Over Doc's yep. office. So what what would you what would the cost be for that? We mentioned it a couple of times. First correct answer, eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. That's eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. And here come those phone calls. There we go. And I'm at seven two seven three eight four six four one one. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. You're listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Call seven two seven three eight four six four one one for an appointment. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. If you are a federal government employee, you go to work on Monday morning. Shutdown is not happening. Congress passed a temporary funding bill to keep federal agencies open until November 17th, just a couple hours before the midnight deadline last night. President Biden signed it quickly. He called it good news for the American people, but complains that it dropped a lot of the aid for Ukraine that he wanted. In a remote dry patch of California farm country, a battle is raging over carrots. The groundwater, where they're growing northwest of L.A., is the real issue. The Groundwater Sustainability Agency in the area has adopted plans to scale back groundwater pumping in adherence of the 2014 law. 
But a lawsuit has been filed by two major carrot companies, Grimway Farms and Bolthouse Farms, says the plan unduly focuses on them and should not pass constitutional muster. This is SRN News. If you try AM 860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Grab an umbrella on the way out this afternoon. Sun and clouds with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm mainly later in the day. Humid high 87. Mainly clear stargazing night, low 74. Times of clouds and sunshine tomorrow, the high up to 90. Tuesday looks mostly sunny, high 90 as well. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Ruth O'Brien for AM860, The Answer. Go to AccuWeather.com for more. You're listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill with Ken, and we're doing a radio show today, Ken. You probably didn't know that. <laughs> I was wondering why this microphone is sitting in front of me. Yeah, you wonder what all that stuff was in front of <laughs> We have a winner, Doc. Who we got? Tom Wigan, it looks like. Tom Wigan of uh, St. Pete. W-E-I-G-A-N-D? W-I-G-A-N-D. That we get a weekend. Hey, Tom, we appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for listening, and uh, big shout-out. By the way, uh, I did talk with Joe about uh, doing a live show at the studio and having guests in, so uh, I think we're going to meet on the 10th in the afternoon to take a look at where we can do it in the studio, Ken, and how many people we can accommodate. 
That would be fun. I would love that. Yeah, yeah that'd be kick. Absolutely. Anyway, before we get yep. too far in, Tom, I uh, knew it was uh, 1500 bucks for that Parkinson's test at your office if you need that's it. That's expensive, dude. I'm sorry? That's expensive. For a test? But if you want to know, that's what it is right now, I guess. Well, knowledge cost, yep, right? right? Absolutely. Speaking of cost, did you see Bed Bath & Beyond? They they filed for bankruptcy, and they're going out of business. Completely. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, my wife, my wife spent many hours there. Yeah, but you know, you'd go in there recently, and there's hardly anybody in there, and all these all these goods are sitting on the on the shelves, and they're not being uh, sold. I don't know what they'll do with all that. They probably have some uh, fire sales. I would think they would shut down the. Um... Just the mortar storage, just stores and just say it online. Well, I guess they could do that, but they're going to have to uh, really work on their product line. I guess they started using their own products for like blenders and stuff, and people didn't like that. People wanted the uh, brand names, you know, Oster and all that crap. Yeah, so they got away from, did they get away from the Oprah stuff and... And they went the same way that Sears went and... Uh, you know, other companies that uh, was Kmart. Sure. Venture, remember, all those things, yeah. Remember when Kmart and Sears joined together, merged? Yes, I do. And I heard one of the uh, pundits on, on one of the uh, one of the shows, uh, one of the um, financial shows say, two ugly parents do not make a, a cute baby. <laughs> so I thought that was, you know, that was pretty pretty uh, prescient i thought are there any series left out there anywhere it must be might be a couple i guess uh, yeah and i think there's some online stuff and i think they're you know i think they still have that sears repair center uh, over uh, at least on our neighborhood over on park street in, in st petersburg but i know as a kid couldn't wait for that sears christmas catalog to come out yeah it it was really something different age yeah did you hear that they found uh, they found a car? This this is local news, but I thought it was interesting, so I was going to bring it up. Uh, they found a car in, in a retention pond. Uh, I guess there's some new sonar technology, and people are flying around in their helicopters or with their uh, drones or whatever, and they they sound wave through this retention pond, and there was a car and a guy that was missing since 2007, Ken. They pulled him out. I guess he was. How's he doing? <laughs> he's, he's wet. <laughs> Very wet. Well, I, that's more technology to help when it's an emergency, I guess. That was up in Palm Harbor, by the way. Hmm. For those of you who live up in Palm Harbor, you might want to check your retention pond to see if anybody <laughs> <else> you know <laughs> it was missing. And, uh, Helfrey was reported missing after leaving Peggy O'Neill's bar in Palm Harbor and uh, failing to return home. And that was May 22nd, 2006. So what's that, 17 years? Yeah. That's a long time to go without calling home. Must be a deep pond. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of these retention ponds are so mucky and muddy, you can't see anything anyway. But... Uh, that's what they did. They they pulled him out. More, so that, more technology. It. Yeah. And speaking of cars, you know, the Tesla Auto 
pilot cars. The, they had a big lawsuit out in California on this uh, because there were people saying that the, the car was uh, the fault of, an, of a crash. And uh, the jury found for Tesla, and they said, no, the car functioned fine. It was the idiot on the other end that caused it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So they're on a pallet or full self-driving. <clears throat> well, I guess that's uh, I guess that's good news because I don't think these systems are going anywhere. They're just going to be improved until they are in all of our cars. And you just sit down, you just say, home, please, and away you go. So I told you I got into trouble at the hospital. <clears throat> the uh, the uh, infection control nurse busted me for not wearing a face mask in the patient's room who was positive for the flu. And so I got a call from the medical director on that. <clears throat> so, you know, being the inquisitive fellow that I am, I did my research. Yeah, what'd you find? <laughs> well, there's not a whole lot of data that say that wearing a mask uh, prevents you from catching influenza from somebody, but putting a mask on the patient who has influenza cuts down on them spreading it around. Sure, you so, don't want you want those little water droplets to stay behind the mask. Yeah, we want those little microscopic uh, uh, snot things with the virus on it not to be floating around in the air. And that and, really was the advantage during COVID, wasn't it? It wasn't so much that you weren't breathing it in as people weren't breathing it out. Yeah, well, I think for the healthcare workers, when you're up close and personal, that 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 did help. But uh, I don't know how much effect it had uh, in the general public. But, you know, you saw people wearing face masks driving their car along. Well, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that was always fun to see. Now, outside, <laughs> it, it didn't really matter because the wind shear broke the, the droplets up so quickly that you you never got a big load. But it, it, certainly in, in a grocery store with, with not good circulation, ventilation, if somebody sneezed and, and then you walk through it five minutes later, that stuff will hang in the air for a long period of time. You could have picked it up that way, so maybe a mask helps. Some right. Bit. So that's about the yeah. That was about the extent of the benefit of the mask. Yeah. But I don't poo-poo the mask because they do filter things out, and even the cotton mask, as I said before, the two-layer, uh, tightly woven cotton mask, are about eighty percent effective. Kept me COVID-free. Yeah. So that's what happened, and so so then I went in and I was uh, uh, pleading my case to the medical director and the risk manager, and their answer was, Handelman, quit doing research. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be a good boy. <laughs> Put the mask on. And I'm like, if we let the women take over, you know, we're going to all be wearing, uh, you know, suits of armor and uh, we got to stand up here at some point ken well no but maybe not <laughs> <laughs> to the women oh come on no that's not gonna work eh, not with me no sir no not with me either <laughs> i'm too old for that fight <laughs> yeah so uh oh my god this week she melted down on me ken we had to pay the 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 uh, capital gains tax on the sale of the building you know, mm -hmm. it's still there. We're we're still going to practice and just lease back. But, uh, you know, I told her back in the summer when we did it what it was going to be. It's, it was a pretty hefty chunk of change. And she wanted to buy stocks. I said, okay, here, take the money and buy stocks. Of course, the stocks have been going down. And then I said, we're going to have to sell some stock. You would have thought that I cut off her <laughs> arm 
oh my god she was screaming at me and it's all my fault and i thought she was going to start throwing things again <laughs> last time she got that mad she threw her phone at me <laughs> oh well you know you gotta do what you gotta do you duck <laughs> I meant about the I meant about the taxes, but oh, about the taxes. So I said, okay, all right. Look, let me let me investigate. See if we can take out a second mortgage on the house, or we can borrow against the stocks. And of course, the interest rates are up there in the nosebleed section. Right. You know, they're six seven percent for uh, a second mortgage, and then uh, if you do a margin account, it's eleven or twelve percent. A margin account is when you borrow money against your stocks. So then she said, no, we don't want to do that. And she said. She finally calmed down and apologized and sold some stocks. And uh, she said, oh, I feel so much better now. I'm like, you know, I feel like I just got run over by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then she blew up at me about something else. I forget what it is. And so my whole week was just, you know how we are. We have a hard time recovering from that, that those emotional uh, tirades that the women can lay on us. We're not set up for all that. You know, we're... For women, emotions are cathartic, and, and for us, they're trouble. They're, they're just angry. scary. For us, it's just scary. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't want to get angry because when we get angry, you know, fists start flying and bullets start whizzing around, and that's not good. That's we don't. Right. But well, you we're know, also logical. We know the taxes have to be paid, so you know, yeah, why and, scream about it? Well, we're, we're going to do this in the end anyway. Well, because she didn't want to sell her stocks. That's why. Well, yeah, I know that. And I'm sure you didn't want her to sell her stocks. Well, I mean, you know, what can you do? That's right. you got to pay the taxes. So, you know, for women, emotions are cathartic. And for men, they're very constipating. <laughs> they, they get us all bound up. And so, you know, for three or four or five days, I'm just walking around with my chin on my chest and wondering, oh, my God, where did I go wrong in life? And <laughs> one of my neighbors who divorced his wife years ago, he said, now you know why I'm not married. <laughs> that, that you're not very personable either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a reason for that, pal. So yeah, there's a reason. You know, interestingly though, physician compensation continues to climb post-pandemic. I don't know why. I, I'm not sure that it has anything to do with uh, uh, rising uh, reimbursement. I think that what's happened is. All these uh, non-medical people have come in to manage practices, and these guys and gals are going into these practices. And there's about 150 or 200,000 physician shortage in the United States right now, Ken. So people are demanding more money. Again, supply and demand. It's supply and demand. And if you know if you're not billing yourself, and somebody else is, you're working for somebody else, and you say, "Well, I don't care if you only make five percent. I want more money." And so the, the, the physician uh, salaries, the average compensation, this is hard to believe because I'm not here, 352000 a year nationally. That's, that's average a, for a doctor? That's, yeah, that's, well, that, that I think they, uh, they pulled 10,000 physicians. Of course, you don't get the physicians that are not making much money chime in, and, and then the ones that are making a million a year, like the plastic surgeons who are taking all cash, they're not going to tell you what they're making. They might have to pay tax on something. <laughs> Wouldn't want to have to sell any stocks. No, you don't want to have to sell your stocks. So that's a lot of scratch, man. I want that. That's not bad, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, how about Medicare? The uh, have the 
reimbursements gone up at all? No. You haven't gotten a raise from Medicare? No, nope. we haven't. Now they're talking about giving us a little bump up, but the uh, the uh, the the bill that was passed several years ago, the uh, the restraint on spending had us being cut by 1% every year. And so every year we have to lobby and go back and say, hey, if you cut us by 1% and you do this for 10 years in a row, you ain't going to have any doctors because nobody can afford to be in practice. <clears throat> so yeah, You're going to have a lot of sick elderly people around. Yeah, yeah who's going to take care of all these people? Yeah. So the physician shortage is expected to grow by 125,000 uh, physicians within the next decade. So we're, we'll have even more of a shortage. And can we have a virtual shortage? Because the kids coming out now, they don't want to work like I work. They're not going to go to the office on Saturday and Sunday. They're not going to take calls at 10 a.m. And, and 4 p.m. You know, they want a nine to five job. They want to be hospitalists. They want to be in a clinic. And it's very segregated now. So if you're a hospitalist, you're on five uh, days and you're off five days. If you're a clinic guy, you don't admit to the hospital. You have the hospitalist do that. And then the hospital will send them back to the clinic. So times are changing. And uh, they come out and they demand the same amount as a guy that's been in practice for 30 years. And what are you going to do if you want a partner? and you, you don't want to work your, your whole life, uh, you know, be a slave until you're 150, then you got to hire somebody and you got to pay them. And the same way with these companies that are managing groups of physicians, these HMOs and these uh, big clinics. So it's, a, and you remember too, that with almost half of the graduates now, maybe more than half the graduates from medical school being women, they, they do this crazy thing called getting pregnant. <laughs> I don't know where, who thought that up. <laughs> and uh, so then they want to take time off. And I'm talking with my OBGYN friends who have been in practice for years, and they're still working. And I said, haven't you made enough money to retire? And they're like, yeah, but, you know, the female doctors in our practice keep getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't you guys know anything about birth control? That's your area. <laughs> you know, give these women some birth control, dude. Well, the number of shrinking doctors, I think, is already really beginning to uh, affect rural areas of the country more and more oh. every day. Oh, yeah. And, and Canada's even worse off. I mean, I can't tell you how many Canadians I've had this year that have said, I don't have a doctor. I haven't had a doctor in years. And uh, one guy was telling me the other day, he said, uh, he said, look, I haven't had a doctor steady for years. They, the, uh, they, they're in uh, Newfoundland, which is kind of the uh, kind of the boondocks I would guess I mean all of Canada is a boondocks except for <laughs> you know Toronto Montreal and Vancouver I mean it's just it's, pretty much nothing else yeah yeah I mean you know it's the second largest landmass country in the world and they have what 20 or 30 people that live up there <laughs> so at any rate that in in uh, Newfoundland which is up in the northeast is uh, that island uh, province right across from Greenland you know you can swim across if you're if you don't mind the cold water and sharks, but uh, it's uh, it's had all kinds of problems. They can't hang on to a doctor, so they recruit these young guys from India to come in, and they come up there. And of course, there's no Indian food, there's no Indian culture, there's no Hindu temple, there's you know there's nothing there. There's there's no social life for these folks, and so they stay a year or two, pay off their government loan, and they leave. <laughs> 
And so folks up there don't have primary care doctors. And I was talking with uh, one of my patients, Canadian patients, she has an aneurysm of her aorta in her chest, which is uh, ballooning out of the aorta, the big artery. And that's probably going to require some surgery at some point. And she said, oh, my God, what am I going to do? We don't have anybody in, in, in Newfoundland that does that kind of surgery. I said, well, you'll probably have to go to Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is um, just south of there. Those are the Maritimes. Why? Because they're on the water. They're on the <laughs> Well, it's kind of sad because a problem that could have been caught earlier may not be, simply because there's no doctor around for them to see. Yeah, and they didn't, I mean, chest x-ray, if, if your doctor orders a chest x-ray, you'll wait weeks. CT scan, months. An MRI, you probably, in some provinces, you'll be 18 months before you can get an MRI unless you go buy one yourself. And so I've got the more well-to-do patients saying, well, I'll just, say, can, can you do a nuclear stress test on me, doc? And I say, sure, but, you know, it's probably going to cost X amount of dollars. And they're like, well, I can handle that. Uh, but I got to go home. Can I fly back down? Sure. So <clears throat> what I want to do is uh, maybe you can help me is we'll build a little hotel across the street from St. Pete General and just <laughs> let the Canadians stay there for uh, at cost. <laughs> Doc's Hotel. Doc's Hotel. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, you know, it, it's not the kind of system I think we want here. No. And that's, but that's where we're headed. That's that's what the Democrats are pushing for. More and more people on Medicare and Medicaid than ever. And uh, you know, I understand that people can't afford health care. I understand that. And doctors are making big money. Apparently, uh, nobody tells me what I'm making. <laughs> Who knows what the wife's got stashed away? <laughs> you know, if I get a little, somebody gives me a little gift. It's gone. She comes and takes it from me, Ken. That's so sad, Doc. I know it is. I can't even keep a $50 bill. <laughs> I don't think they make them anymore, do they? Uh, 50, sure. They still, they make them 50. Oh, the 50s and the 100s. The thousands they don't make anymore. I know that. Yeah, I don't think there's a, there used to be a $5,000 bill too, and a $10,000 bill, but I don't think they print those anymore. Yep. yep. They quit printing those and they don't honor them anymore. <clears throat> Speaking that, of. That was like the 30s. Speaking of big bills, Dominion Voting, which is the company that has these voting machines and uh, does a lot of uh, work for a lot of the states, they sued Fox because Fox said that they they were rigging the election against Trump. And and uh, Fox settled for an eye-popping $787 million settlement out of court. And Dominion is also suing about six or eight other people and entities and they're asking for two and three billion dollars. The company's only worth a few hundred million. <laughs> but hey, they got a gig going. They got a thing going. Yeah, that's right. They're they're making they're doing good. <laughs> they're doing good. Just just off of lawsuits. I wish I'd figured that out earlier. Damn. I know. Why did I think of that? <laughs> so uh, the oh by the way, this new strain virus is called the ARC. A-R-C-T-U-R-U-S, Arcturus virus. Arcturus, and this is just in India right now. And well, and we got about 6 or 7% here in the States. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> Officially labeled XBB.1.1.6. It's a subvariant of the Omicron. Oh, my God. It was first seen in India, and it's been 
on the World Health uh, Organization's watch list since mid-March. Well, if you're uh, vaccinated, you might, might want to think about a booster if it's been a while. Huh? Yeah, get a booster. What's the number if they want to call you? 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. By the way, Ken, we have a full-service clinic getting near the end of the show here, so uh, might as well throw it out there. We do everything non-invasive cardiology, internal medicine, and the Canadians, we treat them as if we were their family doctor. We take off. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.